Hello, Scotty. Hello, Mr. Fox. How are you doing? I'm just Jim Dandy. Are you? Are you? Have you pressed the button? Are the are the wheels turning round? The wheels are going. The uh, the the clock is counting. The the bits are being written to places they're supposed to be written to. Hopefully, you know where I. Most of our listeners wish the bits were written to. Dev Null, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. So if, if we could just do this without letting anybody know, that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> Just so they could know that they were fractionally, so that they could, instead of being fractional listeners, they could fractionally ignore us. Yes, yes. Who who is on the who is on the calendar to ignore us this week? <laughs> Scott, do you know where I am? Uh, where are you, John? I'm back in Cacalac del Norte, back in my childhood uh, bedroom, which um, has been transformed. But I think we spoke about it last time, and nobody really cares about it. Um, but. I had a fun adventure coming here, which probably nobody wants to care about either. So I could talk about work stuff instead. John, 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 when have we ever cared if what we're talking about is anything anybody is interested in? Well, see, the, 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 the two are related in, in, in an oddball way. So, you know, I had to come back to North Carolina. I'm going to be here for a couple of weeks because my mom actually um, landed, finally came back to the America last night. Uh, and she landed in Dulles because that was the closest she was able to get since the direct flight from from London to, to Raleighwood has been on hold for some time. And then they put it back and then they said, no, well, they sold tickets to her. And then they said, ah, no, just kidding. So my brother is actually, as we speak, driving her. And so I wanted to, to, to come join her because I haven't seen her since January of last year. And I do love my mom. Um, and so anyway, I, I, I flew, you know, the, the best option I had, which was to, was to fly through Detroit. And, you know, they announced 15 minutes before, they announced kind of at 6 o'clock this mo- or yesterday morning that the, the flight was going to leave 15 minutes early, presumably so they would have an easier time making its connections, but in fact arrived half an hour late. So I was running full speed through Detroit Airport and essentially, you know, got to the gate just as the, as the plane had, had already, you know, backed away and they shut the door and the, and the gate agent, you know, helpfully fucked off so as to avoid any angry people. And apparently this happens all the time because Detroit Airport is this is massive airport and i maybe at the height of the economy it's buzzing but you know during quarantine time it's not and if you have to traverse you know walk oh and the the tram which is to transport people of course was not working so i was kind of pissed off and so i had five hours to kill in sunny you know detroit metro airport um and i had some work to do and, and it just so happens that the work i was doing had to do with with downloads um which is just supposed to be there for for people who are traveling so it was apropos that i was able to to, to get things working and and in the end i posted a video to my colleagues and saying well bad news is that i i had to spend five hours in detroit good news is is i i got this thing working which hadn't been um so that made me happy um so yes that's my that's my work report for for today so haven't i mean haven't you just basically described your average u.s travel experience Pretty much. Well, and well, this is the other. Well, so okay. The other funny details of it is that they had at the top of the escalator, which goes down. I don't know. I know you've flown through Chicago. I don't know if Detroit, but you know these airports that have these massive rectangular, um, you know, whatever terminals that don't connect with each other. Then you, you, they send people underground, or some have trains and stuff like that. It's just kind of 
it's a bizarre system and and in order to make life easier you know or, or better or whatever they have like these art exhibits which have these tunnels of pulsating light and annoying music so i have video of me like running at top speed with other people running as well i'm like going fuck detroit i'm never doing this again even though i love detroit um but you know uh, then when you get to the top of the stairs they have this little kiosk which says virtual assistant which is just a flat screen with a with a with a you know helpful thing saying that the virtual assistant is unavailable right now. It's like, what's the point of an AI-driven virtual assistant that, that goes on the aggravation loop to say, I'm so sorry you were having a trouble making your, your, your flight connections. It's not as if we didn't know this. Your, and then, your AI assistant and, is gone to lunch. Exactly. So I, I'll have some show notes for this because it's moderately amusing. But then, you know, I, then afterwards I said, all right, fine, I'm going to get something to eat, which I did. And I had to go to the furthest ends of the airport to be able to find a place that was actually open. And then I trotted back to the, the Delta Sky Lounge. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I mention the airline? Yeah, Delta. Um, and so then I went into the Sky Lounge and I said, hi, you know, I, I'm, I'm stuck here for an extra five hours. I was wondering if I could use the facility. I actually have some work I need to get done. It's like, sure, just scan your ticket. And it's like, oh, no, you're not set up for that. And it's like, okay. It's like, and then she says, do you have an American Express card? It's like, no. I said, what I'm asking for is a complimentary ticket because, you know, a thing for this because, you know, you never should have sold me a ticket which had, you know, an impossible connection time under the best of circumstances. And especially somebody has to know that the tram is not working and especially further somebody should have known that the plane was going to be half an hour late and maybe they could have held the flight for three more minutes so i could have run into it so yeah i think that you know it would be a kind gesture it's like oh no we don't do this for we don't offer this as a, as a kind of you know i forgot the word she used but it wasn't reward but it was like as a sal a salve salve for your terrible experience and i said that tells me everything i need to know and she got stone-faced and you know kind of was girding herself for 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 my tirade which i did not deliver i just walked away as i wasn't worth fighting um anyway but uh you know one doesn't have to one one doesn't love traveling under the best of circumstances and especially not now but you know i i, I had to travel but life goes on yeah i've only flown delta a few times and i have to say they're they're, they're not been my best travel experiences yeah, but I chose them specifically because they're the only airline that says we're during the pandemic we're not going to fill our flights. So they and and so the flights were were quite empty, which is good. It made me feel safe. <laughs> yeah, that's because we're not going to let anybody get on them because we're going to make them all leave at the wrong time. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah, they, so. they did sell every ticket. They just moved the plane early so not everyone could get on. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> that's another way of looking oh, at right, it. Fifty percent so. full, pull back, pull back. But we're not supposed to get it. Doesn't matter. Pull back. We're fifty percent full. It's the policy. Yeah, the policy. <laughs> That's the bollocks the policy. The bollocks policy is here. Yes, it's there. Ah, oh, there we are. So there we are. That's uh, that's um, your trouble. Now, I, I guess we haven't spoken to you for a couple of weeks. So firstly, I should say, did you have a nice Thanksgiving? I did. You know, we, you know, I think everybody's Thanksgiving was different. You know, the traditional turkey we we forewent. Viola, my wife, hates it. My son hates it. Although I think that he's going to come back and complain next year. It's like, how come we don't have turkey anymore? Because you kept going on about how bad it is. And it's like it's not the most flavorful bird, but you can make it tasty. It doesn't have to be bad. And it's not about... You know, it's about the conviviality. A turkey is a thing that is a bird that that is reasonably priced. If you need to feed a metric fuck ton of people, and that's yeah, that's why I, th- it I think people started eating. People started eating turkey because basically it was a large gathering, and it was a it was an option that was big enough to feed the amount of people around. It at a reasonable right. price when it became the tradition, right? 
So instead we had a duck and the duck was fine. It was a fine duck. And the, the great thing about duck is you can make it t do two things out of it. It's the tradition at our house. And so we had a very nice roast duck. And the, the next day we had duck tacos with the, with the leftover meat. And I used the duck stock to make a really delicious uh, black lentils because there's nothing like duck and lentils, I think. Um, and for anybody who cares, <laughs> but it, it was good. Um, it was subdued because we didn't, you know, it was just, just the very nuclear family. I mean, obviously the only reason I mentioned it is we normally record on a Thursday and, you know, you know, Thanksgiving obviously was Thursday for those who didn't know. And, you know, I just think that the fact that you found your family and spending time with them more important than, than talking to our fractional listener is, um, you know, your dedication has to be questioned. It does. And well, that's true. It's true. And so basically people might think that I am like the Delta Airlines <laughs> podcast. Host. John Delta Fox. Yeah. Oh, there we are. So um, during all this time, I mean, you've been, you were in North Carolina, you went home for Thanksgiving, you're back in North Carolina. So you've been really like a, um, an, an on the road road warrior, I think you want to call it, aren't you? A road warrior worker. I have. So, I mean, we've chat, chat a little bit about it, but I mean, um, you know, how has how the the experience been? Has it been like, if, if you found a way of making this work now, or is it like, oh shit, I'm really just looking forward to be able to just sit down and get a proper day's work done without being disturbed or having to move somewhere? Yeah, it, it's tricky. It, you know, in in reality, the the experience of being in Italy helped a lot because it just says that you have to try and find ways to divide the day up so you can have. You know, I don't, I don't know what the minimum unit is to be able to write any type of decent code. For me, it seems like you, you got to have at least one to two, if not three, four hours to be able to do it, to be able to, especially if you're, if you're trying to do something, you know, that's difficult, that hasn't been done before. Oftentimes you need more. If you're doing just kind of, you know, short tasks of, of whatever, A-B test setup or A-B test cleanup or, or productization or something like kind of like boilerplate stuff, even that you have to, the, the temptation is, is like, all right, I have to get this done, but I have three other things. So let me do some of those tasks and let me take care of this thing. If you're not careful, you make mistakes. And, you know, we're, we're at the, the point where, you know, we shipped our, our last release for, for the year and, and um, Monday started where I had to get something in that had to be in there for, for ratings board stuff. I'd, I'd made a, I'd made an error in, in, in how I interpreted some data that came back. And so, yeah, um, it wasn't a it wasn't a super grave thing, but you know, I wanted to 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 make it nice because people are gonna be living with this release for whatever three weeks or something, which is unusual. It's not in in, in many for many apps, but for 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 production, app, you know, kind of high volume production apps, it is. You know, people get used to the, we, we all get used to the weekly weekly release cycle, um, and and so in that case it, it i actually you know went next door to the studio you know of, of my friend where i had been spending some time um just to be able to get out of the house and it was it was mostly just to be able to get a change of of, of space which really helped and and in a way you know having the creature comforts of home or is deadly to productivity because you can always get up and go make yourself a damn sandwich and or 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 whatever, but in this case, you, you have no choice. When you're traveling in airports, that also kind of helps. It's a little bit tricky. You know, you can do some things, but even in terms of, of having breakthroughs or getting things working, sometimes just oddball environments where you're not comfortable at all, and but you're thinking, I'm really bored, and I don't want to keep reading news article after news article, or I don't want to binge this, or I, I want to do some creative work. Um, and sometimes the, the the it's like the the irritation of the situation leads to 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 hyper focus because you're just like I have to be able to concentrate to be able to solve this problem. And sometimes you were able to do that that 
was uh, the experience for me yesterday. So in a way, it's it's not bad. It's not ideal. But I think this this absolutely is the new normal. I mean, lots of people were road warriors. Lots of people were permanently remote. And now everybody has had that experience. And in the end, painful as it been as it has been, I think it, it, it's going to make work in general better for everybody because people now everybody is aware of some of the challenges that, that people have been facing for years. Yeah, I, I think for... Uh... So, like, I'm, I'm, I, I've worked remote. I mean, I don't necessarily all over the place, but I'm fairly stable. I've worked remote for many, many years on virtually everything I've worked on. Um, it's there is a definite um, difference between working for a team that is has many remote people on it, or is uh, set up to be totally remote. Uh, that is a often a very different experience to working on a team where um, most of the team are in the same office and you happen to be remote. Um, you know, the first is good. So, but I think this is this is going to you know, even if everyone ends up going back to offices and you end up being on a team again where you know you have ten people are in the office and two people are remote. I think the 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 understanding and the infrastructure for the two people who are remaining remote will be a lot better out of this uh, because everyone's experienced it and everyone knows about it. And then some of the practices that are coming are not going to go away again. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of companies that just don't go back to having offices or has become more casual about it. I think some of the companies have probably always thought, you know, I think a lot of companies don't like remote work because they just don't think their employees are going to do anything if they work at home. <laughs> um, and I think, you know, this has probably proven them wrong. Um, of course, there are employees who can't wait to get back into the office because working at home is a nightmare for them because they're doing it at the dining room table or something that's not very ergonomic or conducive to, to a good work environment. But I think, I think after this experience, as is, is, is rough as it's been for people and in, in, in all, everything, you know, I think the workplace will be better out of this at the end of it, which will be you know, one of the few benefits we can say has come out of a, this last sort of six to nine months. Indeed, indeed. Can I talk, can I complain about auto layout a little bit more? Oh, John, John, we can never complain enough about auto layout. So let's, let, let, let's, uh, let's move into our regular slot. Do, 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 do. Auto layout bitching. Ba, ba, ba. <laughs> <laughs> I and I shouldn't complain about it because I, I was able to solve my problem, but it, 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 it I, I always, every time I think, okay, I've mastered auto layout, I think, nope, 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 you haven't, because there's always going to be cases that, that you hadn't thought of. But this had to do with with dealing with these 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 content advisories, these graphical content advisors. And I know I've talked about it at, at various times, and we got a second round of 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 changes, and, and we're adding new boards, you know, to support new ratings types and and, and so forth. And we have arrived at the point where we've kind of said, all right, we've seen enough of the different types of designs. Let's adapt it to have a universal design because it's, it's really, it's, it's unmaintainable to be able to say, well, we're going to do this slightly different layout for this country. You just can't do that. Um, and so, you know, and, and now that we've had enough experience, it's, it's, it, 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 to be able to make it work, we, the, the designer kind of said, okay, these are all the different types of data that we can possibly have and that, that, that we can possibly know about at least now. And this is how we can make it all work, you know, in a cohesive design so that no matter what, the, the a set of layout rules, and that's really what's described. And ultimately, that's what auto layout is, because you just keep asking the designer the questions like, what happens, you know, if you have a graphical rating? And what happens if you have a, a text-based rating? I'm talking about like TVMA or, you know, R or something like that. Some countries have graphical representations of it. Some people just use text. What happens if you have to have the label for the rating? What happens if there are specific advisories? What happens if those specific advisories also have icons? What happens if those specific advisory icons have 
text below it which describes the the intensity of 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 let's say the violence in it so these are some of the the different bits of data and after having done them and after having come up with a universal design for it and a set of, of rules my job was to be able to say okay let's now make it work and you come to realize that when when you're adapting a zip file or 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 even if you're adapting code which sets up a bunch of constraints you realize that you've made a bunch of assumptions about about which objects are, are so called the anchor objects. And and sometimes you can and you know what I'm talking about. It's like where you can say, okay, this 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 red stripe on the left hand side, I know it has a fixed width, but the height is going to be variable, but I want to anchor it to the top and bottom of the view so that as the view expands, it will provide a nice margin for it. But sometimes, you know, and that was the kind of the 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 guiding principle of the layout all the time. There was some little kind of quirk for for one of the ratings boards that made it so that that assumption couldn't hold true. And one of the things I just discovered is that you know auto layout doesn't like ambiguity as 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 we know. and And if you're using zibs to do layouts and you're setting and you're using things like stack views or even you know uh, UI labels, there's lots of inherent ambiguity because a stack view itself is designed to be able to expand to fit the content that's in it. But if you have stack views, with other elements that are that that are related to the stack view, like are anchored to the to the leading edge or to the trailing edge, and waiting for that to expand, it doesn't know, and so it will just start you know throwing errors, and then that's when the that's when the panic sets in. You start saying, "Oh my God, I have to remove the ambiguity." But then I remembered that you know there is this obscure checkbox in in Interface Builder where you can set a a a a rule, like so. Let's say you have a a um, a stack view and it's going to be variable width as a known height but a variable width well you can put you know a width a, a width you you can set a, a a width constant for it but then if you magically have that little checkbox saying delete at build time it satisfies you know interface builders desire to be able to make a layout make sense and check through all the rules um, and at runtime it will do the do the right thing because it, what you can't do in, in interface builder is is pass all the data into it and and same thing for setting text in, in labels like you could put some dummy text but you might not carry all the different cases for it so I found that very very helpful and then the other thing too is that you can always change which items it's it's almost like you know which item is going to be the first item in the array of 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 of, of subviews that's going to concretely know its size and then if you're going to make relationships from there it's like okay well this thing will be one and a half times the height of this this image view and the image view might be a variable you know might be variable at some point but at some point you know it, it helps if if you can get things concrete as soon as possible and then be very thoughtful about about which item is going to be related to another and um you can you can make it all work out in the end but this is like this is exactly what i was talking about earlier it's like it does it doesn't seem like a very complicated problem and you would think that's not the type of thing i want to sit down and try and figure out if i know i only have an hour before my next meeting um because you just have no idea is it going to are you going to get it solved in 5 minutes or or 2 hours of experiment um, but when it does work out, it, there is a certain satisfaction to it. It's like I have figured out a description of problems and relationships that can be resolved, um, and no matter what you 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 throw at it, and it can be correct. And it really is a good think, a, a good feeling. But yes, it is so much different from from the 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 old old days of of you know calculating frames. And it's always nice to have that reminder. There, that's the end of my auto layout rant. It was an excellent one.
it was it was yeah it's it's one of these things isn't it i mean we we bitch on auto layout and all this but actually not having auto layout is a worse option than having it (laughs) totally it's the worst it's the worst resolution system except all others (laughs) yeah so it's uh it's you know i i think even though I know, I know when auto layout first came in, everyone was saying, "Oh, springs and struts are better," and, and all the rest of it. But actually, auto layout is, is you know, it's when it's the point is most of the time it just works, uh, and it's like with anything else that most works most of the time. It's when it doesn't, it becomes a bit of a bitch to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, we forget that you know you're talking you know every time we talk about auto layout, it's because you're trying to do something you know that's more complicated than normal or actually needs to be incredibly perform more performant than other people might be or you know you're trying to move you know 457 views in um uh i'm guessing you've just changed headphones or microphone or something scotty i have to pause for just a second right now because i've lost my headphones i mean the, the, I, I i it's my the audio is sent back so if we pause it right now we can cut it cleanly so let me call you back in a minute do 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 Hello. Hello. Are you there? Hello. You're back. Hello. Have we recovered from our catastrophic Bluetooth failure? I think we have. Excellent. So I was in the middle of saying how most of the time uh, uh, auto layout just works. And uh, it's, you know, we're we're often dealing with the exceptions where you've got something you're trying to do that's unusual or you're trying to do something that needs to be super performant um and and therefore the the normal way of auto layout working isn't going for use so yeah we do bitch about how auto layout becomes hard but we have to remember that we're only having to deal with it at all in a very small percentage of cases anyway so i think we need to give auto layout some kudos and as, as well as having our auto layout bitching session we should have the auto layout round of applause moment yeah yay there we are so um my uh one of my clients um did a bit of a close down for thanksgiving uh, so i decided to be an honorary american and take a bit of a close down from client work as well and uh, had a week to work on moneywell and oh wow i you know normally i work on moneywell for maybe a couple of hours every day and a little bit in maybe in, in the weekends um and so i was thinking this whole week a whole week on moneywell this is going to be amazing basically yeah, this app is going to be shipping by the end of the week i got a little carried away um and i had this big big list of things uh that i was going to get done in money well and um you know the, all the things that will be working by the end of this week having all this week to work on it and uh you know the, the, the list had many many items on it and at the end of the week i still hadn't finished the first one <laughs> oh, wow. and so i i was i was suffering from um part-time developer delusion of how much progress you could only make if you had full time on something um and, and i think it's hard <laughs> to you put down a lot but i think what it what it does to me is it it, it did reveal to me again how hard it is to work on something part-time because uh i was working on some reasonably complex stuff to do with importing and whatever else and you know I had you know, mo- you know many hours every day to work on it, and I kept in the you know kept in the groove and kept going, and um, you know and I and I did make you know I, it's not like I made bad progress for the week. Actually, I made what was been if I hadn't set such stupid expectations, um, considered good progress. But it did make me realise that you know the context switching of just coming to this for an hour or two every day and having to try and pick up what you were doing, 
um, is, you know, it's, uh, uh, it, 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 it explains totally to me why I should be pleased when I make any progress at all during a week when I do it, when I'm working on money well, a bit here and a bit there, because, you know, the, that context switching is incredibly costly. Um, and I think, uh, uh, you know, that, that was actually proven by my lack of progress forward when I had a whole week as opposed to disproved by it. So it was good because um, I got a whole bunch of stuff done that I think doing on the odd hour a day would have taken, you know, a long, long time. But yeah, slightly sad that, you know, with the 27 things on the list, I got like three quarters of number one done. But um, <laughs> three, guys, I'd say three quarters of that bad, no, but then three, three quarters, quarters of, of one, the first yeah. one. <laughs> so um, it's, it's in there. But uh, yeah, but uh, we've had good feedback from our um, our two releases we did a couple of weeks ago. Uh, it's nice. We've had, you know, hang out on a few Slack channels with some indie developers and, you know, um, numpty customers is uh, a very common topic that we talk about and you know some there are some people who are incredibly silly and incredibly rude and incredibly arrogant um, and we have a few of those we get them now and again but equally we've had some lovely people just say yeah just want to thank you guys for even making this software because you know it, it died for a while and, and you've brought it back and i know things are going slowly but yeah just Thanks for plugging away, and those are really nice to receive. Wow, that's nice. Yeah, you should frame that and put it in front of everybody. Yeah, yeah, no, we, we've over the last few weeks since doing because we, I think, it's we didn't add any new features. Uh, we just made sure that we worked well on Big Sur and we adopted a few of the Big Surisms, you know, so they they, they worked hmm. properly. Uh, no new features, and it was just the fact that uh, I think the fact that that was there on day one. Um, made people really you know just say no that that actually is important that's really good and we've had quite a lot of email in saying you know thanks thanks for working on this keep going we're we're with you we're waiting to give you money as soon as you've got a next release for us and so it's actually been you know really encouraging for the last few weeks so thank oh, you very well users wow I, I I almost feel that between that and the fact that that I have a meeting coming up that we should um, end things on a high note. How high do you want to go? Well, I think that I mean, it, are, are we talking soprano or um... no? No, I just think that you know, when when you have happy customers and you have happy endings, like you know, the hero made it to North Carolina, solved a couple of his problems. The the money well hero, you know, made some customers happy and have some. Friends. I thought you were going to say the bad guy, the villain. <laughs> No, no, no. Because in Hollywood movies, the, the, the bad guys are always English or British, more to the point. Well, for good reason. That's yeah. true. That's good with those those accents. It's like, and now, and now I shall end your <laughs> Yes, because, yeah, because there are no such, there's no such thing as a bad American, is there? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> That's a topic far too big for now. Okay, John, if people want to congratulate you on just being an American, which makes you a hero, how should they do that? <laughs> they should find me on the place where all civil American discourse <laughs> takes place, Twitter, where I'm Jembe. That's D-J-E-M-B-E, like the West African drum. And Scotty, if people want to preemptively kill you <laughs> so, so as to avoid unpleasant endings, where might they where might they make plans to do so? If you would like me to uh, uh, spend lots of time outlining my dastardly plan, which gives you time to escape and kill me, <laughs> then I can also do that on Twitter, where it will be as Mac Devnet. Uh, yeah, and um, yes, it's been it's been nice to speak to you after a few weeks. I'm glad you had a good Thanksgiving. I'm glad you've had some safe travels, although um, you know. A little dodgy, but there we are. Yeah. Uh, and I, I don't know who was on the uh, 
roster last week for listening, but you got away with it. And, um, hopefully they won't reallocate you. So, so well done. And whoever's on this week, thank you very much. And uh, until next time, thanks for listening and you take care. <laughs> Thank you.